Thank you for stay, tuning to Katie K9 Show here every Sunday. It is so cool to be able to leave at 2 and it's still daylight out. Because remember, I don't know if you knew this, Ellie, that my show used to be from 4 to 6. And so this time of year when I would get out, it'd be come in the light and go home in the dark, you know? Yeah, it's like completely and black so, outside at yeah, 6 p.m. Oh, exactly. And so it, 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 uh, Dr. Jess was on last week and we stood in the parking lot going, look at this. It's not dark because it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So even though I do miss my 4 to 6 time slot, my brain is finally starting to grope that I have to get up. I have to get chores done, get myself fed, and get to the station, you know, prior to 3 (laughs) o'clock. So, anyway. Okay, here we go. Da-da-da-da. How do you stop a dog barking in the back seat of a car? What do you think, Ellie? We kind of discussed this one. I I think we have a pretty good guess here. Okay. You take the car out of bark. Take the car out of bark? Yeah. Bark? (laughs) That's cute. But that's not it? I was positive. No, you put him in the front seat. (laughs) <laughs> but ink dink. But um bum. I like mine. There you go. See, these can have different. Uh, uh, Paul, who used to, uh, he's still in the background. He's an engineer, and he used to do a Marjorie, Marjorie and Ian show. Uh, we call him Polly Lama. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, he was really good at coming up with other other ones. You know, they had the one written in the book, but then how you can also invent other ones. He was really good like that. You'd be good at that, Mike, too. You should get the dad silly jokes. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, and you should write your own, you know, and that's the answer they told you. But also this would work, and also this would work. That's my calling, I think. You you, you nailed it. Thank you. There you go. Like, you have nothing else to do (laughs) other than to rewrite books. Give new answers. There you go. Okay, who's up to bat here, sir, ma'am? Where where are we? Well, here we have Renee, who uh, wants to talk about doing a first-time introduction between her older dog and her son's new puppy. Okay. Hi there. How you doing? Hey, Katie, it's Renee. I'm oh, hi, Renee. great. How are you? Good, good. So, I love your show. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Okay, so who's get your son got a new pup? Yep, my son has about 11 weeks old puppy. <sighs> okay, what it's kind? A wired haired pointer griffon. Oh, okay. Griffon. I have oh, griffon. Okay, it's yep. about 20 pounds. Okay, yep. And I have a 10 pound Shih Tzu. Okay. okay. My dog doesn't have any dog friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of worried when he comes over to the house how we introduce them. Well, the first to thing each that other. you no, they have not met yet, right? They have not. Okay. Well, the first thing you want to do is go for a walk. You know, pick a day that's going to be nice where you can go for like a block, you know, block down and block back. You know, we're not, we're not out for miles here, but just so okay. they can kind of, you know, you don't want them to meet on, on the territory, your dog's territory. So it's got to be oh, outside. Okay. Because okay? otherwise your dog is going to stick up for this territory, ASASP. So what you're going to do, okay. then you're going to go for a little walk. Maybe it's about a block down. And then now if your dog is like, you know, looking at you like, who are you? Who are you? Just be nice to your pop. Hey, who's that? That's going to be your new buddy. Yes, it is. It's going to be your new buddy. Now, when you go for a walk do you allow your dog to walk with you or scan in front of you she's next to me she's on my side nice nice okay and so then maybe go go down and then come back and oh good job and then now if the pup wants to go and and sniff noses 
Okay, uh-huh. that's fine. And you, t- you do with you. You're gonna like go down, and your your voice has to be instrumental in this. Oh, who's this? Who is this? You know, so that y- your pupper sees that you're okay with it. That maybe she uh-huh. could be okay with it. But I can tell you right from the get go that you know that your dog is gonna rule the roost. The shortest dog in the household, you know, or in the group, runs the whole group. Okay, uh-huh. and so and they go right away for the face. Okay, they jump at the face and want to nail the face, trying to get the dog to. Her, turn their head away from them, like saying, "Okay, I'm I'm your friend. I'm your friend. I mean you no harm." All right. Now with the puppy, you got to remember the puppy has no filters, and then right. right away they just want to like, "Hi, how you doing?" Yeah. Okay. So what I would strongly recommend, if you want this to be buds down the line, is you yeah. are very slow in taking leashes off, maybe for a couple weeks, a month. Whereas when they're in the same room, like when you're at your house or you're you go over to your son's house, anytime you're around, both dogs are on a leash. Okay, but okay. get they get to come together and sniff, and then eventually what we're hoping is that maybe they can, you know. But now you have now the leashes have to be kept. Uh, loose. If the, if the dog is leaning in and you're restraining back, that sends to the dog that you are not okay with it. The lo- leash has to be loose. If you have to, back up and bring the dog back with you. Come here, come here, come here. Oh, good job. And then just stand there and just kind of look at the pup. All right? And then what now you your son... Looped? What? Lo- looped? What do you mean by that? No, look at the pup. Just stand back and look at the, let the pups you know, um, look at each other. You know, they don't have to be interacting. Uh, okay. To keep the pup from pouncing on top of your dog, step on the uh, the leash of the pup so that if the dog lurches out, oh, yeah. he doesn't mm-hmm. nail your dog. So then your dog gets upset. But, but okay. now this way here, they're looking at each other, you know, and just kind of, you know, yeah, yeah, who are you? Because what you're after is that pretty soon your pupper is going to go, yeah, whatever, you know, and just yeah. ignore the dog. But if he's, um, the word that you're going to create animal if the puppy is always lurching at him, jumping at him, your dog mm-hmm. is going to go ballistic, okay? So you want them to have a good time when they're together so that your dog learns to tolerate. And then what you're go after here is your dog, when, uh, when they, now remember, everybody's on leash, not the people, the dogs are on leashes, yep. all right? So you have total control, and you got to make sure the leashes don't get twisted up. So that's why they can come to noses, but then go away. And then maybe you're sitting and talking. You sit on the leash and ignore the dogs, and why you can, and now the dogs can't get to each other, but they're looking at each other, tolerating each other, all right? Because okay. that yep. puppy wants to just come in and kabong, let's play. Yep. And your dog mm-hmm. is going to say, get the heck out of my face yep. and off my property. <laughs> yeah, and that's so, what I'm imagining. And so, you, like I said, you're going to be Baby step. It could be a couple months down the line, but as long as you, you know, he has better, he's going to become more tolerable if you don't push it. Whereas he, okay. you know, because the, the older the pup gets, the less pushy the pup gets, whereas that's going to, you know, send sparks flying. So you've got to yeah. monitor this and just do baby steps, walks together. And the, your goal is maybe, maybe four or five months, six months down the line, maybe that your dog will actually tolerate. He'll snark at the pup if he gets too, you know, but he's not going to take the pup out. Okay. okay. And so okay. that's what you, but you have too many people are in too big a hurry. But so the slower you go, then it's going to come, because you said your dog has no no friends. He doesn't yeah. know how to be nice. <laughs> yeah. All right? And so yeah. you're going to teach him, this is going to be a good lesson, that he can learn to tolerate. All right? Whereas if, just because the dog is in the same room or going with the walk, the, the dog doesn't have to be in his face. So he doesn't have to take care of it. 
you know, jump out at him and say, hey, get off my property. Hey, get out of my face. So that's why, like, you'll you'll see where your dog will be a lot less reactive and pushy, where then maybe they can, you know, little noses for a longer time. But as far as actually playing, that's that's a goal you're going to get to. All right? Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. and ho- hopefully your son's willing, willing to work with that with you on this, because if you push it, it's going to backfire you. Right, I know. I okay. know, and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. That the dog won't even be able to be in the same place without your dog taking off the other dog. <laughs> right. You know, but then you right. always and have w- Yeah, and I want him to be able to come over with the dog, so I don't, I want this to be a Right. Experience, and say, so. you know what, but it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit, you have to walk through this and it could yeah. be done. You can get dogs to tolerate this. I know dogs that does not have not no dog friends. Well, like my Zelda, my Zelda wasn't, um, didn't have any dog friends, but we had, uh, Zelda and we had, um, well, Zelda, I mean, we had Gilligan, which is a 10 pounder. Okay. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she learned to, t- you know, uh, they didn't get to play or interact act. Zelda was always on the leash because Zelda's idea of playing is pummeling. <laughs> taking her paw mm-hmm. and just smacking him to the ground. <laughs> You're like, hey, <laughs> let's play. You know, she yeah. played too rough. And so any dogs that we try to get her to interact with, she tick off the other dogs. And then there, you could just see the fight on the wall. Yeah. And so that's why when people brought over their dogs, Zelda was always on a leash because then, you know, yeah. she would find she just overplayed. You know, she didn't know how to play nice in the sandbox. And that's something you can't really teach. You know, and either they got it, you know, you can work with it. And we did. She got better, but she didn't get great. All right. Okay. And so then that's why she just was on a leash. And so the other dog could come in and say hi. And then when she decided to do the boxer thing with their front paws, like, hi. They could get out of the situation, <laughs> and, and so that, and that's what you want. You want them to be able to get out. That your 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 short stuff can't, you know, stir the pot and really cause a bad fight. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Anything Sounds else? Good. Just take uh, your no, time. Don't it. push it. It'll work. You guys can sit and watch a movie. Your dog with you. His dog with him. You can have some coffee. You can eat. You know what I mean? Where you know what I mean? You can. He can be over there. But everybody's. You. You're controlling the situation with the dogs. Okay. So would it be the same thing if I go to my son's house yep. and bring my dog? Exactly. Yep. Okay. Everybody's on not okay. humans, but all the dogs are on leashes because you yep. want that that the, your dog learns to tolerate the other dog. You got to give him a chance to say, "Oh, you're not too bad." You know, I don't have to take your face yeah. off. So, yep, yeah, and whether, yeah. wherever you go, everybody's on okay. leashes. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, kid. Take care. Thank you. You bet. Bye bye. Bye. Alrighty then. Here's another one. Okay, what is the difference between a car and a bull? What is the difference between a car and a bull? We'll be back. All right, we're back. Uh, hey, we got open lines, 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071. Um, and so we've got about 40 minutes left in the show, so if you got a question, go chime on in. Hey, Mike, what's the score Score over there? Just got another touchdown from Delvin Cook. It is now 17-3. to They're rolling. Yes! What quarter are we in? Uh, it is still in the second quarter, three minutes left. Oh, well, okay, cool. Good, I'll be... I'll, in the world of football, I should be able to get home and see the last half of the game. There you go, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay. What's the difference between a car and a bull? Mike, what do you think? Oh, my. Um, I was struggling with this one during the break. Ellie, do you have anything? Uh, you can't paint a bull. You can't paint a bull. <laughs> okay. No, I don't think that would go on with this mm-hmm. one. Okay, you ready for this? What's I'm the ready. difference between a car and a bull? A car only has one horn. Ha! Uh. Huh. 
I like that one. Mm -hmm. Car only has one horn. (laughs) Okay, yeah, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Get you up right away because there's nobody on the lines. So then I get to talk. That's good. Okay. Um, Da-da-da-da-da. Um, um, are you, uh, Mike or Ellie, are you guys eggnog fans? Do you like egg, eggnog? I, I do. love eggnog. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And, uh, now, since your mom is Stephanie Hansen, you would, you should tell her to try this and talk about it. It's called Autumn Wood Farms in Forest Lake, but Autumn Wood Farms, their eggnog and their chocolate milk is to just go nuts over. It comes in a glass. You know the old, well, no, you guys are too young. <laughs> is that that glass, it's like, a, chocolate milk I see in the store? They also yes. have a strawberry one, and it's like, I want it so yeah. bad, but oh. I can't justify getting that big of a chocolate yeah. milk. Oh, believe me. No, have some friends over and have all belly aches together. You know yeah, what I I'll do have when, a chocolate milk party. Okay, but, okay, this is what you do. Okay, with the chocolate milk, you put it in, put it in that glass, in a glass, half full. Take, like, a tablespoon of chocolate, or the malt the regular malt like you make oh, malt with yeah. put that in stir it up then take a straw and blow bubbles <laughs> and it tastes exactly like the best chocolate malt you ever had in your whole life but just the chocolate milk on itself i put in the cup and blow bubbles or i take up i used to have a shaker that you know you twist the top and then you shake it and then you drink it oh it's to do but their eggnog don't shake the eggnog their eggnog is Phenomenal! It is so thick it Pritner stands up to us. <laughs> I do love eggnog. But I make it every year for our Christmas Eve party. So oh, wow. I, I, oh, I you need high, you need to ball. try this Autumn Woods Farms. And so it, you will just so and you know that be it make a really nice gift for somebody. Not the dogs. Okay, we don't want to give dairy to the dogs or the cats. But you know if we got this person, well they got everything. Give them a taste experience. The strawberry they just came out with the strawberry this year. Okay, and I have seen that in the smaller I love strawberry one. milk, so that one's been tempting me. Yeah, that one there, that one, it's very good, but it, the chocolate is heavenly, is what it is. And so, yeah, so Autumnwood Farms, if you want, you know, try that. It's, it, it, because they come in the glass uh, gallon things, uh, you have to pay a deposit on the bottle. And so I think the deposit is like three bucks on the bottle. And it's not not cheap, but it's so worth it. And then then the next time you go by, you can return your bottle, and you you know, you get your money back and things like that. So, But Autumnwood Farms is up by me and Hugo just north on 61. If you go uh, get to Hugo in 61, you go north about, uh, probably about a half mile. It's uh, just past the covered bridge that's on the right side, uh, tree farm. And then you take a right, you can go right direct to Danninger's own the farm is what it is. And it's called Autumnwood Farms in Forest Lake. So you can go there for the experience of walking in. And they're, everything they have there is so good. It's, but that chocolate milk and the eggnog, you will not get anything better than those. And there are a lot of stores in the area festival i think carries um autumn woods just ask your your grocer wherever you do your shopping if they carry autumn wood farms and if so then um they also have pumpkin spice like eggnog which i don't get into the pumpkin spice stuff but this regular stuff eggnog is phenomenal put a little bit of nutmeg on top you know what also is really good with it i'm sure your mom probably has done it is that uh you do it you know how when you do french toast you roll it in uh in eggs well then beat the eggs with the eggnog and then do it then put it on your and then fry that up or to- toast it up or fry it up i guess it would be cook it up uh yeah the eggnog and butter uh, and eggs eggnog and butter put that together dip your slice of bread in that and then fry that up oh that is i'm gonna so have good. to make that it's like eggnog french toast yeah it's no it's oh so good 
So, yeah, that's not, <laughs> if you're counting calories, never mind. <laughs> you just, just, you get in your head, just go for the taste, go for the experience. There we go. Do we got anybody online there, ma'am? Yeah, so here we have Jennifer, who has an elderly cat that she's trying to help gain weight. Gain weight, all right, elderly cat. There you go. Hi there. Hi. How you doing? So how old is your cat? Uh, she's about 22. Oh, 22. Wow. You've done, you're a good mom. <laughs> I am. Especially the last few years. Wow. So what are you feeding her? Well, since ear season, she's primarily on uh, raw venison, cooked venison. Oh, nice. Heart, liver. Nice. Turkey bone broth. <laughs> okay, excellent. Wow. And wellness every once in a while. Wellness and food. Okay, okay. Wow, I'm impressed. She, your cat, if my cats won't eat venison. You know, when they, when they, when they you know, cut up the, the venison, you know, they had this big pile and the chickens ate it more than the cats ate it. I'm just kind of like, holy buckets. Well, how thin is your cat? Um, I went on vacation for a week and came back and she had lost some weight. Okay. And, oh, she's pretty, she's pretty thin. She's probably six pounds. Okay. And how? what do you say she was, a 10-pounder? Um, normally, she probably was. Okay. Um, she probably lost um, half a pound or... Okay. quarters of a pound when I was gone on vacation, but... Okay, so when did I, you get back from vacation? I've been... We were in there in October. So okay. it's been a while, and she hasn't regained it. Okay. But see, now she inside, outside cat? Outside what? On my bed. On your bed. outside. Okay. Because you got to remember, they're using a lot of calories if they go outside to stay warm. Okay, and so what you need to do, and what I would do is I'd offer her, if she eats, offer her more feedings in a day. Like if you usually do two feedings and throw in a third feeding and then try to get, you know, something that has like you get a hamburger that is the fatty hamburger. Okay, that has more fat to it, not the lean and give it to give to her that raw. See if she'll take that. Okay. Okay. And then and try to just get more fat into her diet, more calories. Um, sometimes they lose weight because maybe the kidneys or livers are starting to, you know, not having having a problem. And so, but you know, if she seems pretty good, but just lost weight. My one girlfriend, her cat was about we can't we think she's about twenty. She, uh, long story short, hit the skids and she was going to make the call to put her down. And I said, you know what? Just give her a little chance. Just give her a chance. By Jiminy, we upped the diet. We, you know, started doing more raw, started doing this. That cat is just beautiful. You wouldn't believe. She came back so nice. Her cat, her coat was shiny. So you just got to get, get some more fat in there and more raw. I would, yeah, yeah, you're not doing any dry food, right? No, no. Good, I- good. And see, and, and like I say, change up, you know, the Nutrisource line has got some good grain free, you know, uh, uh, selections. So you could try that. The, the grain yeah, free, the can, the, the, yep, the can. You bet. But I would just try to get to get the fattier hamburger. See how she does with that. Um, you and then, like I say, if you're making some raw chicken, uh, truth be told, I have given the dog raw, you know, frozen and thawed it. I'll give it to the cats, you know, even though it doesn't say cat on it. But see, as long as it's ninety five to ninety eight percent protein, you know, meat is good for cats. Oh, good. Okay. So, okay. And so I don't, it's not a solid diet of that. I have other things that I do. So, okay. Yeah. 
that's oh that's wonderful and I just started feeding her uh, I got some 80% hamburger and she's liking that so. okay Okay, yep. Okay, hold on. We got to run the break. Okay, hold on. Okay. Why do cows wear what? Bellies. Oh, bells. Why do why do cows wear bells? I have a put my glasses on. Be back. Let's revisit the question before this one, okay? What is the difference between a car and a bull? A car only has one horn. Okay? Now, let's go to this. Why do cows wear bells? Uh, so the farmer always hears them coming. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Oh, now that you said that first question has to do with horns, right? You got so it. bells and well, how do, how does it tie in? Okay, why do cows will be- wear bells? Because their horns don't work. Ah, uh, there it is. Okay, nice. but um, bum. There you go. But boop, boop. All right, let's head uh, whatever got left. Uh, the uh, so anyway, so hopefully she'll get some uh, weight on that cat. But yeah, you just you know during the winter months, you know the, trying to keep warm. Even if she goes outside for a little bit, it takes extra calories. So hopefully she'll use the higher fat uh, hamburger, and it's nothing you know serious. Because sometimes if they're losing weight, it can mean something's going wrong inside. And a cat that age, you might you know sometimes she go and have some blood work done just to see how the kidneys, liver, and stuff like that are doing. Okay, who's up? Well, so here we have Heather, who is Aussie, is working on uh, its manners when walking around the neighborhood. All right. Hi there. How you doing? I'm good. Happy Sunday. Well, thank you. Back at you. Are you enjoying it? It's nice, that sun. You stand in that sun. It sure seems warm, doesn't it? It sure does. Okay. So what's going on? So I have a mini Aussie, and she's just about two. Okay. And the first five blocks of a run, of a walk, of anywhere that we're going, she loses her mind. She's barking, literally just barking at the neighborhood, can barely contain herself, yanking on the leash, like it's a little bit of a disaster. Okay. And then as we walk, when she sees other dogs, she gets very excited and yanks on the leash. Like people are kind of nervous to even introduce their dogs to her because she's so excited that it comes across a bit more aggressive. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so and when you go on walks, you allow her to meet other people and other dogs? I do if the dogs seem friendly and the owners are friendly. Okay, let's not do that for now. She hasn't earned that right. Because otherwise what she does, she gets herself, if she gets to meet every, not every, but most dogs and people, or even one or two here and there, then she's going to try with each one. And so the thing... calms down, though. If we do that... After she meets a couple, it's like she kind of calms down and gets into a groove. Okay. Yeah, but no, because you don't want her to see that. Because that's what you want is the only time she's going to meet one is that she's being calm. Like, she alerts. Her head goes up. Okay, like, hey, there's something coming. But she doesn't, like, lose it. And, hey, let's go check them out. What, anytime she's starting to lose it, stop and step on the leash. All right? You're going to step on the leash where when you step uh, when you step on the leash, that if she's standing that her head is dipped slightly. You do not want to pin her to the ground. What you want is that when she's she's standing all four, her head is slightly dipped. But if she sits, the collar goes a little bit looser. And if she lays, the collar goes totally loose. So what happens is that when she starts, when you, when she, don't wait to react to her reaction. When you can see that head go up, like she's like, focus on quick stop. Hold the leash in your right hand, uh, uh, you know, the handle. Mm-hmm. And then drop your left hand off and quickly step on the leash. And then just stand there. And so now when she goes to lurch forward, like at that person, that dog or whatever, that she corrects herself. And just stand there and just keep your hands to your body. And just, you know, you know the only thing you're going to say to her very calmly is just calm down. 
Calm down. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Once she's finally, you know, calm, okay, and let's, let's say you can see, she's kind of like, <sighs> okay, and the first couple times it's going to be tough, but then she's going to get better at it. Then now get off the leash and start your walking. Heel. Let's go. And if she start, you know, she looks like she's going to start losing it, uh-uh-uh-uh, settle. If she doesn't, stop. Step on the leash. Wait. All right, you might not get very far distance for a while, <laughs> but the thing is, is what you're teaching her that when she's calm, we're going forward. If you sit, keep cranking on her, like knock it off, bad dog, what do you do? That just feeds the frenzy, okay? And so that's why if you just stop and step and just wait, then they, it'll get better and you'll be able to go longer. And eventually, what your goal is, you people go past you and she'll look. You can say, uh uh-uh, uh, not yours, or leave it. You know, just stay very calm, be what you want the dog to be. Right. Got it. Now, do you use a harness, a collar? What do, what kind of collar do you use? So I use a harness, and it's got a hook on the front and the back. And I'll put the hook on the back when we're walking, and I put the hook on the front when we're running. Okay. I would like to. How many pounds is she? Thirty-nine. Okay. I would like to see her in because when you step on the leash, when they have a harness, it doesn't work. Okay, that's what I'm, that's why I asked. Is that it, it, the harness thing doesn't work? And if anything, sometimes they can back out of it when they're uh, when you're standing standing on it. Um, I would suggest that you use a star mark collar. Okay, you can see, you get get them online. Star star mark dog training collar. Okay, okay. and then what you're gonna do is. Uh, uh, because harnesses restrain, they don't train. You get good at pulling the dog back if the tri- dog tries to go forward. And then what happens is that by you pulling her back, what's her automatic reaction? Is to pull forward even harder, right? Just like if I grabbed your arm and pulled you towards me, you're, 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 you're going to try real hard to pull away from me. All right? So you're, with harnesses, most dogs are taught to pull and see when the dog is walking with you when you're a true walking team the dog's shoulders by your left leg and if you run with this dog where is she when you're running she runs right next to me and i do it on my right side okay oh that's fine i don't care but yeah whatever but yeah she runs as, as soon as we get through her first five blocks of like literally there could be nobody in the street and she's still Yep. lose their mind because she's so excited. Yep, yep. But that's when I should be stepping on the leash to get yep. her to stop. Yeah, because what you're after is that, you know, just stay calm here. You know, but what she's doing is amping herself up, getting red f- ready for either the run or, you know, meeting somebody. She's just, you know, stirring her, stirring the pot. And what yep. you want her to learn to do is just, you know, just, hey, hang out. You know, life is good. All right. But uh-huh. it, it, so, yeah. So I, I would start, try the star mark collar for walking, you know, type thing. And because if you you could try stepping on the leash, you know, with the harness. But I know I, what I'm worried about, you don't want to happen and watch for it is that she can't back out of it while you're standing on it. Got it. Okay. And the but, star mark, is, it, is that a, that's a collar? Yeah, it's a, it's a plastic a nylon collar, and what it does is it pokes the dog. It's It's got little blood triangles on the inside of it, and so when you give it a bump, it pokes the dog. It's like, you know, if I want your attention and you're not giving it to me, I poke you. And if you don't give it to me, I poke you harder. All of a sudden, what? What do you want? Now I got your attention. What am I going to do with it? Okay? okay. And, and because anytime that- you... Go ahead. Is that doable for running as well? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep, because the big thing with running, you want to make sure that the dog doesn't cross paths, you know, cross in front of you. She stays in her own alley and doesn't come into you. And you can... if she training for that, yes. Okay, yeah, good, good, good. Because uh, you can use the word over, you know, if she's starting to crouch in on you. Ah, over. Okay, and you bump away from you. 
So yep. said she, yep, good job, good job. Yep. Yeah, because I've seen too many people, my, if they don't train their dog correctly, it wound up, you know, with knee replacements and hips. <laughs> yep. I took one fall and I was like, no, not doing that again. All right. So we would train that. Good, okay. good. I'm proud of you. Starmark collar. Starmark, yeah, you can get them online. And like I say, I, I think that will be your savior because the whole thing is you want her to understand being calm is what's right. going to. And plus with her age, you know, every life's a, a, a bunch of fun. So, but you just want her to understand she can alert, but she doesn't have to react. Okay? I like it. Okay. Thank you. Have a grand Thank day. You. Thank you. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, why don't we go to break early here? Uh, score. Anything there? Oh, Mike's not there. He can't tell me. Well, you know what the score is, Ellie? 20 to 6, apparently. 20 to 6, and hopefully we're the 20, right? <laughs> That's good. Last I checked. There you go. There you go. There you go. Okay, why don't we go to break early, and then we'll take uh, the, the call that's on the line, okay? Okay, what kind of cat should you never play with or play games with? What kind of a cat should you never play games with? We'll be back. Our cheeks are nice and oh, Harry, okay. I like them. Harry McCormick. He's great. Do you ever see, was it Float Hopes or Hope Floats? Hope Floats. He was in that with Sandra Bullock. That movie? I really like that movie. Nice. It was very good. Okay, you weren't here for the, uh, the, uh, the question, so I'll give it to you again. What kind of cat should you never play games <laughs> with? I actually know this one. All right. You got a guess? I was just gonna say alley cat because I I just say like I I I don't screw with the the outdoor cats around my neighborhood. They'll get you. This is one I think I remember from like the Barney Show or something. It is a cheetah. You got it, a cheetah. That's the cat that you don't play games with. Okay, here's one for you. What did the banana do when the monkey chased it? Split. It's split. Yes. Yes. There you go. Ding 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 ding. Okay, who's up to bat? Well, so here we have Jean, who wants to discuss the efficacy of dog shoes, how <laughs> useful they are. All right. Sounds good. Dog shoes, dog booties, whatever you want to call them. Hey, Jean, how you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, we good. Have, we have a grand puppy. Okay. Who is eight months old, about 26 pounds, and, and this dog is actually... Uh, 12% Siberian Husky, oh. 6% American uh, American Eskimo Dog, but also 20% Tree Walker Coonhound, 20% Beagle. It's a real mix, anyhow. Um, he's um, eight or nine months old, and we, we puppy sit him quite a bit, but lately my son's been worrying about the dog's feet and whether he should have any kind of booty or something on his feet he's even read about <clears throat> pardon me he's even read about some kind of balm that you can put on a dog's paw right yep 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 um how many pounds is this dog about 26 pounds oh, 26 pounds okay that's right you said that okay uh does they have a lot of hair what what kind of coat with all that kind of mixture in them what kind of coat does right. this dog have the coat is kind of more the australian or the, the shepherd because he's part shepherd also. okay he's, okay Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now you can get um what is that called? It's it's a wax that you can put on your dog's feet. Okay. Okay. They can keep them from uh getting the the ice balls between the toes and stuff like that. Mush Musher's secret, that's what it is. Musher's secret. 
Okay. But now the thing is, is that the only time I really advocate boots for dogs yeah. is yeah. Uh, if you're walking where there's a lot of chemicals, like city streets and, and such like that, and sidewalks. That's I the only see. time, because uh, you don't want the chemicals to get on their feet between the toes and then have them lick it, and then they're going to get sick. All right. So otherwise, if you live in like I, I live in the country, you know, I, I, I'm way off the road. And so I don't okay. have chemicals at my house because I use uh, chicken grit number two, you know, for the ices. And then okay. um, but otherwise, so is this a city dog? When they, uh, What? Well, uh, you know, funny you should ask, because part of it's through the woods and then part of it's on neighborhood streets. OK. So it is it's suburb walking, but. Part of it starts through the woods. We live really close to Lebanon Hill, so when we have them, we'll take them through Lebanon Hill Park. I see. Okay. But okay. our son has like this woods between uh, neighborhood and his apartment, so he'll start out in the woods, and then that goes through to a neighborhood, okay. and then he walks in the neighborhood streets. What did you say about a, some kind of a thing for ice, though, on their feet? Oh no, not on their feet. Uh, uh, oh. For the, the ice on the sidewalks. I, or, you know what, what? I use chicken grit number two or traction traction grit. Uh, and believe yeah. it or not, it's the same thing. And therefore, I was going to talk about this. Traction grit is chicken grit number two, but because they call it traction grit, it's double the price. If you want, you can go get a fifty or forty pound bag of chicken grit number two, a fraction of the price that you can get a twenty five pound bag of uh, traction grit. But anyway, so as far as that, because that's the biggest thing that I worry about. You know, if you have a way of like walk, taking the dogs for a walk, and then before you go in the house, run them through some deep snow, or you know, to kind of clean off the pads, and they do have this cylinder. It has little fingers on it, okay? okay? And what you do is you work with the dog with the, with no water in it, you know, put it on and then, you know, scrub their, their pads of their feet, all right? Um, and then, you know, you, you put it on, you pat them, pat them, pat them, then you mix it. You get them used to it, so then pretty soon what you can do is that then you put a little water in the cylinder and then you put the paw in there and then you turn the cylinder and it scrubs the, it scrubs the, uh, the paw so that you can get any salt off that was on there. So if you don't want to oh. mess around with booty, you can get the cylinder, and I can't. I don't remember what the maybe any many listeners knows the name of the cylinder thing. I can't remember what it's called. It came out a couple of years ago. It's really funny to look at. But you, so you just train the dog to get used to it, and then, like I said, when you come in from your walk, you, you put warm water in there, you put the paw in there, and then you turn it, and it's got like little fingers in there that scrubs the dog's paw. That's what it does. You know, and honestly, we have an old um, beach towel that we keep right in the entryway when we come in. He's gotten used to us. He actually goes right over the beach towel and nice. stands on it while we kind of try to gently clean his paws off okay. before he goes in. But it sounds like that might not be covering all of it. Because what happens is that stuff gets between the toes. So got then it. when they're laying down, you've got the pads in the top of the foot. But what yeah. gets between the toes is what we need to get. And uh, and so that's why having that cylinder, you know, would help yes. as far so as... It's not, really the, it's not really the cold that gets their no. feet. It's really okay. Right. If your dog has got a good pads on their feet, they can get paw freeze. Like, you know, they go out and they're in the snow. All of a sudden, one paw comes up and then another paw yeah. comes up. And all of a sudden, they're trying to stand on two feet. But they, so on those days when they get paw freeze, it's too cold for them to be out there for any length of time anyway. But okay. th- if your dog has got good calloused feet from being walked mm-hmm. and such like that, yeah, the paw freeze doesn't, you know, happen, you know, so fast. But a dog that has oh, a dainty paws or pads on there, the paw freeze can happen really quick. But believe it or not, yes, the 
the boots help, but they still can get puff three through because they don't. They're not really insulated. Well, you yeah, you can get anything. I mean, you can get something that looks like the nook of the north. You know, what I mean, you can get yeah. anything for dogs, whatever. So, well, so but, even if they weren't real insulated well and didn't keep the paw warm, they would keep it from collecting the stuff salt. between their yes. Yes, yes. And there's so many out there. And, you know, you, you want ones that the way you get your dogs used to it, throw some baby socks on them and then oh. quick put the baby socks on and then start That's throwing kibbles of their food around. Be ready the minute that have whoever somebody's holding the kibble of food or treats. Uh-huh. OK. And then the minute you put that last sock on, then what you do is you start. Oh, where's the food? Where's the food? Get the treat. Get the treat. You get the uh-huh. dog's mind off of what's on his feet. And so yeah. then pretty soon they're walking and all of a sudden they can care less what they got on their feet. I but, love it. But if you put one foot on, then the dog will just tear it off. And so that's <laughs> why we just throw them all on at the same time and then just redirect them. And then after that, you know, just do a little bit of the treats and then, oh, good job, good job. And then take them off and just baby step it so they can have them on longer and longer and then it gets better and oh, better. Okay. Great idea. Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you betcha. You have a good, have fun with your grand dog. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Okay. Take okay, care. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, who do we got? Does somebody knows that that the, the what the cylinder was that I was trying to talk about there, Ellie? Oh, I don't know what Ellie's doing. So, how about you, Mike? Oh, uh, what the cylinder? Oh yeah, you might. I, I just saw. I saw a call came through. Yes, so yes. Just, so we have. Because I just thought maybe she had. Because I answered about what that cylinder was called, the washer dog's paws, and I I can't remember it. So I thought maybe somebody called in and said they knew what the name was. No, I don't. No, excuse me. We have uh, one last caller here, Marnie, who is calling to ask about what kind of foods would help reduce gland uh, impaction and swelling. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hi there. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, we just got a couple seconds and a couple minutes here. Yes, food does with anal set, you know, with uh, anal glands. Uh, they do. Food plays a huge part in it. Okay. okay what food okay. are you feeding? I'm sorry, say that again? What food are you feeding now? Um, She is one years old, and she's doing um, Purina Pro Puppy for large breed. Um, But I think I need to change because she's one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, so uh, what kind of dog do you have? A golden doodle. A golden doodle. Okay. So now I would strongly suggest that you try to rotate into some, uh, you know, a Nutrisource from Perm, Minnesota. You can get it like at your local, not at your big box stores, you know, like Pet Evolution, Atlas Pet Supply, you know, uh, Pet Supply Plus, they carry Nutrisource. Okay. Um, Yeah, Chuck and Don's is near us. Okay. Yep. Chuck and Don's. And then now my guess is what you're feeding right now is a chicken base. Okay, mm-hmm. I would strongly uh, uh, rotate in to like maybe a beef base, a turkey okay. base. I would do one bag of grain free, one bag not. One bag of grain free, one bag not. Um, uh, you can do dehydrated, you can do freeze dried, you can do raw. You want to rotate all these different things in because when they start having anal gland problems, yes, that is due to the food. And so what might be is that there might be the chicken that the because many dogs and cats will because they were fed it too long get a, get weird things happening with the chicken. They get a chicken aversion. So that's why I would try the Nutrisource, one of their grain free. Uh, mm-hmm. If uh, I'm trying to think, Highland Select, they got Highland Select. Rotate that in because what you because I know that one doesn't have chicken in it because that's okay. what you want to look at. You don't want to feed chicken for uh, a while and see if that and also uh, uh, 
like I said, they have they have a beef and rice. They have a turkey and rice. But check to make okay. sure there's no chicken in either one of them. And you want at least three different formulas to rotate with. Buy a smaller bag. Don't buy the 33-pounders. You're better to buy the 15-pounder. You want it, whatever you buy, whatever size you buy, you want it to be um, open and done within two weeks. Mm, okay. Otherwise, if she doesn't eat that much, then get a smaller bag. Get the eight-pounder or the six-pounder bag, all right? Sure, sure, sure. And the money that you save buying the bigger bag to the smaller bag, yeah, at that time, but then the vet bills are going to cost you more in the long run. So <laughs> so right, you're better right, off to okay. just, you know, the more you can rotate, but and then add canned pumpkin, you know, to mm. to her. Now, does she strain to go potty? No, she doesn't. Or does she have- don't. She has smaller, like for her size, she's 45 pounds, and I'm kind of surprised at how small her poop is oh, okay. for 45 pounds. Then add cad pumpkin or any kind of squash, at least two tablespoons a day to try okay. to bulk up because that firms and it bulks up and hopefully will be it'll just help her out an overall whether it's uh, sweet potatoes cooked sweet potatoes whether it's any kind of squash whether it's pumpkin at least two good size uh, 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 along with the, whatever you're feeding her okay okay so give okay. that a shot and if you got any other questions give me a holler okay Sounds great. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. And real quick, I just want to get you an answer. Dexa's Mudbuster is, I believe, what you're talking about. That cylinder where you kind of oh, clean yes. off. Yes. The Mudbuster? Yes. It's a D-E-X-A-S Mudbuster. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Pop had like little dip thing. Yes. Dips in there and clears it out. Yep. You know. Yep. There you go. Thank you. Thank no you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay. So now, Mike, uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you around the buildings. Absolutely. <laughs> Ellie, hopefully we'll be seeing you on the other side of the glass. We didn't tax you too much. Well, you run out of here going, I can't do it. You no, did, it's, did an I've awesome been having job. a blast. Your mom would be proud. Oh, thank you. I've heard you. a lot about you over the years, and it's nice to meet your friendly face As now. with you. So, okay, you guys have a great week, and if you got a question, call me or email me. You guys, if you don't train them, don't blame them. Train on.